0: Hello, amazing women of God, and welcome to the show. On today's podcast episode, I am interviewing my good friend, Judy Weber. Judy Weber is a confidence business coach as yours <laughs> <Yes>, truly. <laughs> you guys, I had a really good time having a conversation with Judy. One of the beautiful things that we were able to do is just really discuss things like purpose, confidence, and how to really collaborate as two women of God with Very similar callings, very similar business with almost identical missions, and how do we make it work? I think one of the things that me and her are extremely passionate about is women empowerment, specifically Christian female entrepreneurs, and really how to own up our own emotional mess, our own emotional insecurities, and become the women we were destined to become. Now, I have my story, Judy has her story. So on today's podcast episode is honestly just a really good conversation that I had. Uh, Very relaxed, very informal, but I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. So Judy, I think last time when we were last speaking, we hit on so many good points that I think that I really want to recap on some of the stuff because I think that so many women need to hear messages of people who are in the same industry and that do very similar things, how they could still work together because of their uniqueness. So I actually want to ask you a few questions, okay? Sure, absolutely. (laughs) Um, So I want to ask you, what makes you unique and different? Wow, what makes me unique and
1: different? That is a great question, and I ask it of my clients all the time, and they go, I don't know, until they work with me, and then they're like, ah! I didn't realize that was something that mattered. So what makes me different? I am a unique combination of past work experience and life experience that I don't think anybody else really has. Like, I was just talking with a client yesterday about this, where I have this very creative side. I was a music ed major in college. I don't know if I told you that before. So I'm definitely like creative and I love decorating and design. My first business was as an interior decorator. So I love the creative side, but I'm also a lawyer. And so I'm very logical. I'm very strategic. So it's kind of a unique marriage of the left brain, right brain. And also what makes me unique is that I can be very serious minded. Like I'm a roll up my sleeves, get it done kind of coach. But I also love to have fun. So I was never one that was like thick in the mud, stodgy, like we're going to get a lot of work, good work done, but we're going to have fun. So I would say those are kind of the hallmarks generally of what makes me different. And then what really makes me different is something that you share, but a unique spin on it, which is I'm all about women fully embracing who they are in Christ, because that is when we come together as a whole person who we are in Christ and trust him and live into that. So... All those things, I think, is what makes me unique.
0: That is really interesting. And, you know, it really is unique when people have both like the whole creative side and also just mesh it with the very structured and get down to business side. If I were to think of what makes me different, there's a lot of stuff. But like you also, life experiences, I really do think that that's a gift from God that he gives us. You know, and I talk all about, about, Sometimes relationship building is not enough to connect with somebody. You have to be vulnerable and transparent and share the story that God has gifted you. And so I definitely know that some of my stories are a gift for me from God, which makes me different. But at the core of it, my slight edge, I would say probably, like, I feel like I make people feel comfortable and invite them in and really give hope and inspiration to women And I like that about myself because I think one of my dreams is like to open up a nonprofit for rescuing human trafficking victims. So, Mm. you know, that's on my bucket list. And so definitely. I haven't known you that well, that for long, Yolanda. But I would
1: say if I had to say what makes you different to me, it's that super soft heart combined with like a passion for helping women to really live into who they are. So as an objective observer looking in, that's kind of what I see
0: in you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. So let's hit on some points all about, I want to ask you, and then I'll chime in afterwards. I want you to talk about a verse that you absolutely love and that helps, has really helped you to embrace who God created you and helped you stay in your lane. Okay. Well, my life verse
1: is Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power at work in us. I mean, there's just so much good there. I could talk on that for an hour, but I love it. Now to Christ who is able. Right there. I can just pause and say, ah, hallelujah. He is able to do what? Immeasurably more. We can't even measure how much more he can do. It's more than all we could ask or even imagine to ask for. So here's the real kicker, Yolanda. How does he do it? According to his power in us. Mic drop. I mean, so to me, he's equipped us where he's called us. He's going to make sure that we're up for it. And then when I say that, I often think of Moses. And when God called him, to do mighty big work, he's like, whoa, you got the wrong guy, Lord, you gotta just look somewhere else, and so, ladies listening, if you feel like you're not ready, join the club, I'm not either, and I bet Yolanda would say she's not either, right, it's, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) so when you don't feel ready, but you feel the desire to pursue your calling, and you've identified your purpose, then know that you're in great company with Moses, a great man of God, and you just move forward afraid, do it afraid. By his power
0: wow that is so powerful and it's so true because i think at the end of the hour one of the crutches for a lot of christian female entrepreneur is they get bogged down from their thoughts the thoughts weigh mm-hmm. on them so much and i wish there was like a cure for that but at the end of the hour it's really being grounded on god's words mm-hmm.
1: god's truth
0: and moving forward in that i'm very biased i know that <laughs> But I was like, I want to see my fellow sisters succeed more than the secular world. (laughs) And that's just the reality. We're God's daughters and everything. Yeah. I have a lot of favorite verses, but definitely would have to say right now at the top of mind, Philippians one four, and it says he being confident in this, that he who began a good work in you will continue it until the end. Hmm. I'm like, that verse, like for the last probably three weeks, God has really been showing me this. And I share this because sometimes, like, let's be honest, human beings sometimes look the other way and see like, wow, they're having success. Like, wow, that looks really cool. Like, I want to try that in my business. I want some of that too. It doesn't even have to come from a space of like envy, jealousy, but it's like, I want that too. And then subconsciously we do this kind of comparison thing mm. when in reality, you need to stay in your lane, being confident in what God has started in you. He will finish it to the end, but it's going to look very different than the other person's business because you are uniquely you.
1: Right, right. I mean, the results, I, I love that. It's going to look different in the results. It's going to look different on the path to get there. Absolutely. When you were talking about wanting your sisters to succeed, I'm with you on that. I mean, I always tell my clients, look, as Christians, we should be the most joy-filled, optimistic, positive, excited, with hopeful expectation than anybody on the planet. We should not be fearing, or rather, I always say, but yeah, we will fear, but then we take courage. We act even though we're afraid. So I love that. To your point about mindset, my favorite there is Philippians 4.8 whatever is uh, pure, admirable, lovely, if anything is right, noble, and true, if anything's excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things. And I tell my ladies, if it's not on that list, then God doesn't want you to think about it. So kick it out. <laughs> kick it out of your brain, which is easier said than done. but.
0: Oh, that's awesome. So why do you think there's such a scarce mindset within even the online space? Let's just, I mean, we could like go on big picture, like business owner, but let's just zone in a little bit and let's do online space. Why do you feel like there's so such a scarce mindset?
1: Really, first and foremost, for us Christians, we don't really believe what we say we believe. We don't live into our faith like we should. And I don't mean to be critical or judgmental because I could point that finger on myself. When we... Day on Sunday, and we praise God. You know, I love to worship. I go crazy. You should film me one day, y'all. But you know, <laughs> Judy's like David, dancing in the streets like crazy lady. But it's like if I really believe what I just said in Ephesians three twenty, then there's nothing he can't do. And so, whether I'm having a great day or a not so great day, I shouldn't be worried about tomorrow, and I shouldn't be worried about my bank account if it's dwindling. Like I should know that God can turn that around in an instant. But As far as like the practical side of it, I think that comparison thing, I've never met a woman who thinks that she's enough. She is her own worst critic. I know that's myself too. I can point out a thousand flaws for you right now, Yolanda, how much time do you have? Both the way I look with things that I wish were different about me. And so I think that comparison and looking around, you're looking at somebody else's best and you're thinking about your worst. So you're always going to lose. So, I think it stems from that a lot.
0: Okay. So, I'm going to say something and you chime in. <laughs> chime in. I heard, I recently heard, and I probably heard it before, but I reheard this on a different podcast. And I wish I could remember so I could give them the source and credit. But your business is only willing to grow to the extent you are willing to heal. Mm. And the reason why I say that is because I don't know about you, but when I started my entrepreneurship journey, I felt like things were starting to come up that I didn't even know were there. (laughs) And I was like, where's that coming from? And a lot of it stemmed from my childhood. To be completely vulnerable with you guys, I didn't grow up with my mom and dad. I grew up with family members from home to home. So subconsciously, I grew up with the thought that I wasn't worthy enough to have a home. So that unworthiness followed me throughout high school, throughout college, and then into my adult life. So, which had me really to sit down and journal out was I fearful? And I thought I let go of so many things. But at the end of the hour, one of my fears is actually fear of success. And I find that very many Christians don't even know that they're fear of success.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, isn't it amazing how what happens to us in childhood sticks with us forever? I mean, we've got to deal with it. And it's interesting. I, I just before we hopped on, finished a podcast with one of my clients who is all about you know, mindset coaching in the way of healing and how important that is to become whole in Christ. So it's amazing. God's telling me something at least today with the second idea of healing. Um, there's no doubt about it, Yolanda. Our business is an extension of ourselves. And so I often say this reality to my clients. If there is something not right in your business, look in the mirror because it's probably stemming from a mindset issue or a stumbling block that you haven't dealt with, or you haven't overcome yet by Christ. And so, yeah, that's so true, because I've also gone through that. And I see myself developing and becoming more and more powerful in my voice, confident in my voice, and worrying less and less, concerning myself less and less with what somebody else thinks about me. It's not that I don't want people to love me. I wish everybody would love me. I know that's not going to happen for whatever reason. That's just not life. But I worry about that less. And I liken it to trusting Christ more, leaning into him and who I am in him, and not worrying so much about what other
0: people say. Well, there's so many talking points I could go into this. (laughs) But you know, and it's true at the end of the hour is true. So how would you say, And a Christian female entrepreneur can hone in on really inner confidence because we all know how to gain confidence, right? It's it's all over online, you know, exercise more and more water, clarity, all these physical, biological things that we could work to help boost our confidence. But inner confidence, I feel it's more divine. It's more central. I love that
1: because I was just going to say, I'm going to blow some of the ladies' minds by saying you have nothing to do with your confidence. It's not about you. My friend, Carla George, with the Pushed Into Purpose podcast. I don't know if you're familiar with her. She's fabulous. She says, confidence, and that's what it is. Your confidence does not come from you. Real confidence, especially as a Christian fempreneur. Your confidence comes when you surrender to who you are in Christ, right? And you're saying, yeah, preach it, sister, right? I mean, so we're of like mind on that. So when we read the secular articles about Say 10 times, I am amazing, I am amazing, I am amazing. I mean, I don't know anybody that that really works for. And I know many coaches who say that and they swear by it. I know lots of women
0: (laughs) and I don't know a one where that works. Yeah, absolutely. Now, when I say grow your confidence, I broke it down into four pillars. But the biggest pillar, and I'll explain the pillars, but the first and the biggest pillar is faith. Because that really, I feel like affirmations and all these wonderful things, that's just kind of like your, your outer layer of confidence, right? (laughs) We need to to go inside and to go inside, you could only go to the one who could be inside which is the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And so for me, faith is a foundation of your confidence. It's the confidence and stuff like that. And then that's my pillar number one. And then pillar number two, I like to say it's like some kind of um, mindset. So all about your mindset, your thoughts, right? How to reframe your thoughts? How to be a woman with sound emotions and just really reframing through all those things. And then we move into environmental stuff, like you know, pillar number three, your your health. Let's work with our biology. Let's produce those hormones that are make good our our hormones that make us feel good. And then Pillar number four is just your environment. Having that environment where you can just come and sit down and have a moment with God without feeling the rush. You just work with what you've got and stuff. And I think having all those four pillars just really, I feel, could help women just feel good about themselves. But at the core of it, the main one will always be faith.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I love those four pillars. I hadn't heard that before. That makes perfect sense when I think about confidence, now I'm 54. And so my looks are not what they used to be even five years ago. So as far as confidence, I know that many women as they age, myself included, like I don't like when I see my wrinkles, I don't like when my chin is ever sagging. And I joke around about it, like I'm going to be a gobble, gobble turkey in a couple of years. But there again, when you start to feel like that ugly duckling, where do you go? Proverbs 31, beauty is fleeting. But real beauty is who you are in Christ. And so, again, I'm with you. That has got to be the center. Confidence comes from Christ. And it's not about self-confidence. To me, that's an oxymoron. Because confidence can't come from you alone, like you we're nothing. <laughs> and I know to a secular world, they'd be like, what are they saying?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Right? And they're like, a manifestation. I can manifest anything. I know people who've said they've manifested their babies. They've manifested a house. No. Jesus Christ did that by his grace.
0: (laughs) You know what? So yesterday I have a coach. I believe that if people want to hire me as a coach, I also need to be, you know, coached. Yes, ma'am. So I have a personal coach and that was telling her, Hey, I'm going through some resistance that I, one, I don't like. And two it's because I'm not used to it. And you know what I mean? And I work through them, but it's not, it's not going away. So that means I need to work through it. But then I felt like God was telling me I was using too much of the secular world terminology. Um, And this whole thing, you were talking about manifesting, you know what I mean? And you hear this a lot, like feminine energy, masculine energy, right? The feminine energy is like off of flow, off of ease, what feels good. And masculine is very structured, to-do list, strategy, concrete. And He goes, but I want you to use my energy, God's energy. And I was like, Woo! was a podcast episode in itself. But anyways, like, I was like, Oh my gosh. And so I was like, that's right. We need you know, instead of focusing on this whole feel good and structured and strategy, we just need to act by faith and use God's energy, the Holy Spirit speaking through us to step out boldly in what it is that he has called us Mm -hmm. to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because what you said about feelings, the whole feel good
1: feelings are such liars and the devil loves to keep us there. I don't feel pretty enough to do a live today, so I'm not doing it. I don't feel like, well, this is mine. I do use this one. I don't feel like exercising, so I don't, but that's another thing. But, you know, I don't feel like this powerful leader. So I am not going to step into my, into my role as a leader in my space, and that's really a shame. And so I firmly believe that when so many of us, and I pray I'm not one, although I know I'm imperfect, A lot. Um, But, you know, my one regret that I don't want to have is when I meet Jesus and he says, look what I had for you. And you just played too small. You didn't trust me. So that plays into just what you've said. When we surrender to who he is and who we are in him, the whole world changes. People that we impact will multiply. Like we can't even imagine.
0: Yeah. I totally get that. And I had recently told my husband... We're in front of Jesus, what are we gonna say when A, B, and C? But I do wanna ask for the women who who are just in, caught up in confusion, like I don't know exactly what it is that I'm supposed to be do to do. How would you say how can they discover God's purpose for for their life? How uh, did you discover your purpose? Took many years. I was into my
1: fifties before I landed where I'm in now, where I'm very, very confident that this is exactly all those All that squiggly line to get me from birth to here, all those like angles and turns, you know, was purposeful, but how I help my clients that really aren't sure what their unique something is and what they're supposed to do in their life. I actually had this whole exercise about finding your unique genius and I have it in, I don't know, a recent podcast episode, I think it was 35, but really it begins with sitting quietly before God and saying, speak to me, please speak to me. And then if you're like me, you'd be impatient. And if he doesn't talk to you in that 10 minute span, then you're already going off on your own. See, because sometimes he's not going to tell you right away. That was the experience with me. So I just walk and do what I, what I felt was right in the moment, like being a lawyer, like opening businesses, and having some success and then having more success and then doing, so it's really just a journey. When they say life is a journey and not a destination, oh my goodness. So they really just have to be okay with not knowing sometimes until you do hear that quiet voice from God. How do you, what do you tell your clients?
0: Wow, I think that's really deep. It's really deep and it's right. It really is right. It starts with having the moments with God. How can you discover your purpose if you're not even spending time with the person that gave you life? (laughs) Mm. You know what I mean? So I I love that. You know, a book that really did help me was A Purpose Driven Life. And it just kind of like shows that we all have the same purpose. Like, ultimately, we all have the same purpose to expand the kingdom of God, to have a relationship with God fellowship with others to discipleship others and so when i think of purpose for me is so sound it's so sacred um that we don't have to worry because we all have purpose i think calling might be something that's like a, that's different for everybody and what i like to say with calling is if you feel that inner pull inside of you like follow that because a lot of the times that's the holy spirit trying to pull you call you into something almost like a calling and you don't have to look too hard. Look at your whole entire life. What are the themes of your life? What do people ask you for? Just look at the pockets of your life and the testimonies of where God has brought you from to know what you've calling us, you know, and of course we all have different seasons in our life, but that's how I like to break that up because that's almost like the million dollar question on Mm -hmm. Google search on youtube search (laughs) yeah what is my purpose Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. i know i heard a pastor years ago talk about we get so wrapped up in the detail that we miss the ultimate goal which is to serve him wherever we are like i'm a poor girl and i became this lawyer in philly this trial lawyer working with people that went to Harvard and Yale. And I'm like, who the heck am I? I didn't belong there, but yet I was there. And even though I was doing work, I knew in my heart, that was not what he wanted for me ultimately. Like this was a stepping stone. So I think to your point, being okay with kind of where you are pursuing the opportunities God puts in front of you, but always going to him and saying, is this the door you want me to go through? Because sometimes that enemy makes he does make it confusing sometimes where it looks like this is the way it should go, but really maybe there was another way. So it's tough. It's tough. And so to me, you can't get clarity without the Lord. You've got to listen for him.
0: Oh, I'm just going to mic drop this right there. You can't get clarity without the Lord. <laughs> That's like a quote. <laughs> yes. And you know what? In
1: life and business, the more I'm a church and God quickens my mind to say, you know what, Judy. What the pastor just said for your life, it applies to business. Mm. I see those similarities all the time. So again, this point of clarity, it's the same. People say, women say, Judy, I'm multi-passionate. I don't know what I should do. I could go this. I could do this. I could do this. I go, you know what? You've got to be quiet before the Lord. You need clarity and you're not going to get it with your confused mind. (laughs) you got to go to Christ and simplicity. He is a God of order. So go to him.
0: So would you say that's one of the biggest mistakes you see in in some of the clients and some of the Christian female entrepreneurs out there? Absolutely. I was just looking at a client's
1: website last night. And while she has come so far, my thought was, if I came to this, I wouldn't quite sure what her main thing is. I wouldn't know what she's doing because she wants to be all things to all people. So there's clarity of your purpose, clarity of how you do what you do. And also, you know, as you well know, clarity of who is your ideal client. And hint, hint, it's not everybody. <laughs> it's not everybody. Because if you don't get that messaging clear for the one person you're meant to serve, that ideal client, you're going to struggle. And that's what I find with a lot of ladies.
0: <sighs> There's so many gold nuggets in this conversation.
1: <laughs> yes, I know. God is moving. And I feel it. I'm sure you do. Through my practice, my coaching practice and working with clients in the academy, I just, I feel God is moving mightily. And we know, I was talking to another friend and he said, she said, you know, I really feel that I've got to go full in on my business because I feel like Jesus is coming sooner than later. And I don't want to miss out. And I just applauded her. I'm like, good. Now it sounds like you're ready to just let him lead and do it afraid. There's that mantra again, do it afraid.
0: Hmm. At the end of the hour, ladies listening, just do it afraid. I also like to say your action will produce the clarity you need. You just keep going and God will reveal it, what worked and what didn't work. And there is no such thing as failure, only opportunity to learn. Hmm. Absolutely. That's a mic drop moment there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, can I address one more thing before we go? And that is some ladies might say, What the heck? We have two business coaches and they're on each other's podcast. Aren't they competitors? We kind of touched this on the beginning, but I want to hit this thing head on. So do you want to go first about why is it that we felt that we should do this?
0: Here's the thing. There's so many points, but I think what I'm starting to see is that a lot of women have a beautiful calling to impact the lives of other ladies, of, of people that they're so focused on the vision that sometimes with somebody who has the same calling as you, like they're not open to complimenting each other because they're so focused. It's like I, on my calling, I need to serve. But sometimes God brings in relationships where you are compatible and evenly yoked and even the same calling. So what is it going to do to you? Is it going to bring up insecurities that you need to own up and reframe and rebuke in Jesus name? (laughs) Are you going to be accepted and collaborate and have conversations? Are you going to be okay with that other person pouring into you? As a matter of fact, anybody could pour into you. Mm. But are you so stuck up in your calling and the assignment that you can't see that there are like equally skilled women just as you doing the same thing you do? having different blessings and God's blessing you, but it's all about working together. And I think one of the biggest reasons why I started my company, she's called confident. to be completely honest, because that's just the way I am. (laughs) I was in a very low place in my life. I had a lot of like different types of hate, gossip, like mean girl status, right?
1: Hmm. And that
0: didn't really feel good to me. And the worst part is that it was coming from believers. And so I didn't know how to go about some of these emotions. But if there's one thing that was certain is that we need to stop. (laughs) There is no competition at all. Mm, God made us all differently, unique. And we got on a call and we saw that we connected really good. God did something special. And why not have a good conversation when we both do the same thing? We're both talking about confidence. We both are business coaches. But yet we're very different. God blessed you with your story. God blessed me with my story. Why can't we just be like sisters in the Lord? Absolutely. Absolutely. And going
1: back to your point about scarcity, neither one of us is concerned because the ladies that God has already chosen to work with you is a different bunch of ladies than the ladies that have chosen to work with me. And so for me, I'm really passionate in my faith about unity. Mm. And so- Jesus made a big deal about calling us to unity. And so I could go off on a soapbox about unity and how I don't like how even in the church we're divided by denominations and all these other things that, I don't know, I don't see denominations in the Bible. Maybe I missed it, but so I'm all about unity. And then when we're talking about women, empowering women, wow, I have always been a women's advocate, maybe because I had a super strong mom who told me I can do anything. And, and I just love her. That was such a gift. Her biggest gift was introducing me to Christ. And her second biggest gift was saying, Judy, ain't nothing you can't do. Go for it. But when I was in the law and I was 30, I went to law school later. I had time between college and law school. And I expected all women to be like me. And that, you know, a woman partner would take me under her wing and she would show me the ropes and like lift me up because that was going to be my plan when I made there, which I never made it there, my choice. But I got pregnant, by God's grace, in my first year as a lawyer. And you know what? I was marked. I was a marked woman. I was like taboo, not only by the men who didn't want there to be like some sort of allegation of sexual whatever. So everybody ignored me. The men didn't want to touch me, especially as a pregnant woman. Woo! And then the women were like, how dare she have a baby before she made partner? So I love that I'm seeing, that was like the mid-90s. So I love how I'm seeing women like you and me saying, uh-uh, ain't happening. She is my sister, especially a sister in the Lord. And so I want to lift her up and help her and encourage her and move her forward. And I mean that sincerely from my heart. And I know you share that as well. So I'm so excited that we're able to reach each other's tribe with our, with our unique voice. So it, uh, to me, this is super exciting opportunity.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I agree. And you know, I think God works in uh, mysterious ways and I'm happy that he connected me with you.
1: Absolutely.
0: Great. Great. Well, thank you for
1: your time, Yolanda. This is great. Another great conversation.
0: Right. (laughs) Thank you so much. All right, hon. Take good care. Bye. So there you guys have it. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. We were able to talk all about purpose, confidence, and collaborating with people who have similar callings than you. If you guys like this episode, go ahead and screenshot it and tag me on Instagram. I'm at She's Calling Confident. So until next time, talk to you guys soon. Bye.